Right. Um, we're in Budapest. It's stage two um, of the Giro d'Italia. And for the first time, I'm having goulash. And Ned has kindly um, opted to, well, offered to record it for me. So, first sip, it's a nice silver bowl. I've got a lovely spoon. I've got a big carrot, bit of carrot and a big bit of beef by the looks of it. I'm going in. Well, it's a big bit of meat, that is. But it's absolutely gorgeous. What a way to start stage two of the Giro. Hello and welcome to Sigma Sports Presents, the Giro Unplugged with me, Matt Stevens. Now, this is slightly different to our usual podcast series because I'm on the road at the Giro d'Italia. And I wanted to just give you a little behind the scenes look at what goes on here, but looking with your ears rather than your eyes. So behind the scenes, listen, perhaps. Uh, so I've been out and about recording snippets on my mobile telecommunication device, forward slash phone. Now, I'm not completely sure how often I'll be doing these because the days are pretty packed, pretty intense, long broadcasts, big, uh, big lots of driving. So please be sure to subscribe so you do not miss the next one. Right, that aside, here's a flavor of what to expect. So episode one here is set around stage three primarily of the 2022 Giro um, and then into the early parts of the first rest day. Now Ned and I struggle with the pronunciation of some Hungarian town names. I'll leave my phone on the desk recording Stephen Roach and Ned Bolting uh, and you can find out what they talk about when I actually leave the booth. I also reflect on Cav's incredible win on stage three of this race in the town that we really couldn't pronounce properly. Now, don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on our email address, which is podcast at sigmasports.com or on social media at sigmasports and at Real Stevens. And also, if there's anything specific you'd like to know about life behind the scenes at the Giro, please get in touch and ask. Don't be afraid. And it might end up in the podcast. So sit back, strap yourself in, pour yourself a mochaccino, a macchiato, a macchiato, because this is going to be a little bit ad hoc and hopefully a lot of fun, because this is live from the Giro, or sort of. It is actually recorded, but not really, but well, you know what I mean. Anyway, enjoy and ciao. So, start a tade. I say it again, Ned? Balaton. <laughs> Balaton for it. Balaton for it. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, but you, that sounded right. Well, to you. It was. You live well, in Derby. Well, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're starting Kasparvar. We're finishing in Balaton for We stayed in a, an enormous spaceship. Well, large spaceship hotel. It wasn't a spaceship. It was a hotel that was so big, it felt like one of those battle cruises in Star Wars. Anyway, you can hear the noise around of a generator. That's a cherry picker, actually. You can't see this because this isn't a podcast, but there's a cherry picker going up. So that's just too loud, too loud, spoiling it. Um, I'm walking around the finishing area. It's long finishing straight today. Um, little bit of a kick up with about 600 meters to go. Not much wind, but the wind that there is, a bit of a headwind, and they're just arranging the gantry at the moment. And they're actually putting um, the finishing touches to the finishing line. And and I'm about to walk into our OB um, to go and set up for my day's commentary today. Um, and we're going to have a nice guest. So about half past one, um, Central European time, because that's the time I operate on when I'm in Italy and places like Hungary, we, uh, we're getting a guest, none other than Stephen Roach. He's going to pop in. So I might try, if I can remember, to turn the phone on, have a bit of a chat with him when he slips into the booth and allows me to go and get a, a bit of a pizza. Anyway, 
Um, yes, so looking forward to this one. Although it's just started to gently rain. Just in the commentary booth, um, just had an intermediate sprint. Um, I got a tap on the shoulder. Uh, none other than Stephen Roach brought me a uh, espresso, and he's. Uh, I've just changed places. I'm going to have a little, go and get a pizza. But um, let's just eavesdrop on the conversation, um, the commentary of Ned Bolting and uh, and Stephen Roach, and he's about to talk about how he was involved in, in the in the Jura. I came here say about four years ago, and uh, I saw there was potential for for cycling to basically build a, a generation of, uh, of good cyclists going forward. And we put a plan together. Initially, we were hoping to get uh, Michelin and Scott involved and to help develop and also be part of the, hungry will be part of the Michelin and Scott team. Um, and uh, COVID came and everything else and everyone was up to the, on the head. And then uh, we also had a, part of our plan was to bring a major event to Hungary. And we thought, well, why not the Giro? It's a very family, familiar event. It's, uh, we had it in Belfast back in 2014. Um, and everyone knows the Giro is a, it's an amazing event. It's not far from Hungary either, Italy. So logistically, we felt it would work. And also it would give them, if we were starting to get the infrastructure in place to build uh, with the kids and the clubs, having a Giro d'Italia come to town would be a, a major boost to, 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 to help us going forward. And fortunately enough for Hungary, Wales were supposed to have the Giro in 2020. Yeah. Last minute they pulled out, and all of a sudden the Giro became available for Hungary. Yeah. So my plan was 2024, 2025. Yep. So we kind of had to fast forward, <laughs> and uh, basically had to say, put the barcode before buying the bottle. Yes, yeah. So um, we fast forwarded and uh, started putting together the, the Giro, which is supposed to be in 2020. And in hindsight, it was a blessing that didn't happen. Right. Because of Attila Walter's performance in last year's Giro. In the 2021 edition. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like holding a jersey for, for three days, all of a sudden, Hungary woke up and said, wow, this is a bizarre guy. How can this guy be, where's this guy come from? Well, we didn't know we had cyclists at that level. So if the Giro had gone ahead um, two years ago as planned, it may have been a little bit of disappointment because um, the Hungarians didn't know much about the Giro or about cycling. But because last year of Attila Walter going in there and getting a jersey, holding it for three days, it created an incredible amount of um, um, hype here in Hungary. Uh, everybody was going around with pink flags as the windows of the car as if they won the World Cup. You know? Really? Absolutely that much of an impact here? That much of an impact. There you go. A um, little bit of an insight into why the uh, the Giro d'Italia came to Hungary by none other than Stephen Roach, winner of the Tour de France, the World Championships and the Giro d'Italia in 1987. Anyway, um, I'm next to the speaker. There's some music playing. A little bit of rain. Crowds assembled. Uh, wind picked up a little bit, actually. My voice went high then for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I'm just wandering around. Um, but yes, uh, Stephen Roach, absolute living legend um, and that's why we brought him into the booth but that allows me a little bit of time to go and get some nibbles see in a bit probably here was scraping and scraping as the uh, Giro d'Italia is dismantled stage finished 45 minutes ago 
and already elements of the finishing straight are being taken down um, like a swarm of ants and the race is dismantled before our very eyes but what a stage win by Mark Cavendish oh god it was amazing wasn't it really emotional um, got to remain relatively impartial as a commentator but there's some riders that uh, just make that quite hard it's quite emotional uh, that win by Cav today when he hit out with 300 metres to go absolutely incredible you've just got to be a fan of the sport to appreciate that but uh, it was actually ever so slight headwind as well only a slight one but what a what a win so next up for me and Ned Ned's just recording the highlights so I do a separate highlights package in the morning um, but we've got a day off tomorrow but tonight we are flying over to Sicily so we've got the special it's a specially chartered plane we're going to a, an airfield somewhere apparently and we're getting taken just the race um, just the race personnel the riders are going to fly tomorrow and we'll be flying over to uh, Sicily for the next two stages of Mount Etna I'm just watching video screen of Cav winning again so uh, just signing off from today's stage and uh, yeah watching his interview on telly so what a what a ride that was but uh, yes I'm going to go and try and grab some food we don't know what the food situation is um, all a bit uh, slightly disjointed today but we'll uh, once we get back to Sicily it'll pick up again but what yeah a brilliant few days in Hungary that I really really enjoyed well um, I've had a bit of a lion it is the rest day um, we flew across on a chartered plane um, in an, an old airfield, like a military air base um, where we um, all the people working on the Giro d'Italia flew flew across to Sicily it was quite quite interesting actually um, the riders are heading across to Sicily today so we, we all jumped into this kind of strange airport in the middle of nowhere in Hungary um, about an hour's drive from yesterday's finish all piled onto this plane um, all just full of people enduro clothing it's quite strange um and we did we did get a plain meal but it was one of the beigest meals i think i've ever had i wish i'd have taken a photo of it it came in this straight a strange box a cardboard box with a picture of a plane on it and an italian flag but in like a 90s style um and opened the box but on the edge of the box it said when when finished using, please close box. That was quite like a warning to close the box once you'd finished. Uh, and inside was a, a little bread roll, which was almost impenetrable. Uh, a little lump of cheese, which I, I, I did eat actually. Um, and then a, a bowl of, of rice that was so tasteless. It was, we all thought um, strange that we'd got COVID again because we couldn't actually taste um, the rice itself so that was that was quite then we realised that it was a constant we all didn't there was no taste it was just texture um, but at least it filled us up um, and then there was a tart like a little peach tart tart which I had with a cup of coffee which tasted a little bit like gravy um, so it was quite an experience but we're here that, that that's life and we got very very late into the uh, the airport got the hire car which is a Fiat 500, and it only goes up to 110 kilometers an hour, so we're gonna to have to change it. Foot to the floor on the motorway, couldn't get it above 110 k's an hour. So it was an interesting night. Um, a nice looking car, it's like a normal Fiat uh, on steroids. So it's like, it's like a swollen car. 
Um, anyway, I went down for breakfast today, nearly had an argument with the guy in the restaurant. Um, it was a bit defensive. I was five minutes outside of the limit of going into the breakfast room, um, but I managed to persuade him by just looking sad. Um, had a coffee and a croissant. Um, had a chat with Ned. Um, we debriefed over yesterday's flight um, and the fact that Ned got confused. Um, I had a bit of stomachache on the flight, a bit of acid reflux. So I reached into my rucksack to get a Rennie and I told him I was going to do that. And then, then I realised I'd bought a fridge magnet. Um, so I got the fridge magnet out and showed it to Ned. And he just looked at this fridge magnet for must it seemed like an eternity. And then said, that's not a Rennie. And he got confused. It must have been the altitude. He thought I was showing him a Rennie, but you wouldn't ever show somebody a Rennie um, if you're saying that you're going to eat them because people just know what Rennies are. Um, so that was quite strange. Uh, and, we, and then we, we did laugh quite a lot afterwards, inc- uncontrollably, actually. Uh, Jess, our producer, was sat there as well, and we, we did titter, uh, and it broke up the flight quite, nas- uh, quite nicely. Um, and it offset the, 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 well, the, the maudlin atmosphere that was pervasive following the, the, most, the most average meals I've ever had in my life. Um, inoffensive. No, well, no, it was offensively average, actually. Really. Anyway, we're here in the hotel. We're here for two nights, which is nice. I've spread out my stuff. It's actually quite a nice hotel. Right up here at a supermarket. But listen to this. That's the sound of rain. Woken up yesterday by thunder and lightning in the middle of the night. Um, it's really, really cold. Bumped into Damiano Canegio staying in our hotel. He's like really worried about riding tomorrow because he's got to do like a sportif, the Giro E, which is like an electric bike version of the Giro, which goes ahead. Um, I was going to do some sport today on my Brompton, but that's not happening right now. So I might have to do um, a little bit of like yoga. That's my own version of yoga, like a bit of core, a bit of yoga. So I might, might do a bit of that. And also there's a, an MD supermarket literally across the road that I'm looking at now. Um, looks like a... The Sicilian version of Aldi, so I'll probably spend a good hour in there looking at stuff, uh, and that'll then I'll probably Netflix and chill, as um, as the kids say these days, and just sit on my bed, um, maybe watch Moon Knight, which has been great. Sorry to interrupt, but you need to hear what happened when we explained to Matt what is implied by young people when they use the phrase Netflix and chill. <laughs> Do they? Oh no. <laughs> I thought Netflix and chill was actually just Netflix and then just chilling. <laughs> anyway, that's that's me so far on the rest day. Um, but a lot to look forward to on the Giro, which I'll talk about in a bit. But I think Niall's probably going to put a jingle in now. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm not sure what you wanted a jingle for. So here's a random jingle we can use whenever you do this again. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed my first delve into the bowels of this beautiful race, the Giro d'Italia. So please join me next time when I'll be looking back at the next few stages in Sicily. So coming up tomorrow after this rest day, we're going up Mount Etna. So there should be a big shakeup in the general classification for sure. And there'll be a relatively big shakeup in my wardrobe because the first time in this Giro, given the weather forecast or the meteo, um, I'm wearing a puffer jacket. And incidentally, talking about meteo, there's a really weird thing on the international feed that we get. Um, we have a, 
a weather forecast insert with some Italian guy. He's a nice chap. He's about 25, and that's fine. Really regular haircut with chinos. And he talks to us about the weather with really bad English translation underneath. And me and Ned have to mic off because it's so hilarious. Anyway, um, so join me back. Um, then we've got a sprint stage to Messina. Then we jump on the ferry across the Straits of Messina. Then there's a couple of interesting stages in, in Italy for the first time, uh, Potenza and Napoli. So lots to talk about. Um, so see you soon. And, and also, don't forget, if you have any questions about the Giro or you want to ask me anything at all, please get in touch on social media at Real Stevens and or at Sigma Sports on Twitter and on Instagram as well. And also via email. So please do that. That's podcast at sigmasports.com. So that's it. Um, hope you enjoyed it. There'll be more soon. I'm quite excited, actually. I'm really enjoying this. So cheers all. Stay safe and ciao. Ciao.